Welcome to In The Loop Podcast, a podcast that is inspired by the breakaway roping lifestyle. I'm your host, Jordan Joe, professional rodeo athlete, NFR qualifier, and business owner. My goal is to promote the sport of breakaway roping alongside with celebrating and highlighting elite competitors in and out of the arena. This podcast shares the raw and the real of breakaway roping, bringing you behind the scenes stories from competitors, producers, leaders, and the trailblazers, all sharing stories of the Western culture and the lifestyle that they live daily. Join me to talk about breakaway roping, the history, the present, and the future of our sport. If you want to be in the loop, you're in the right place. Thank you for joining us. Take a listen. Okay, guys, so today I have conned my husband into doing a podcast interview with me. He's super excited about it. Um, so I am going to introduce my husband, Raymond Hollabaugh, seven-time NFR qualifier. Raymond, how excited are you to be here today? I'm thrilled. <laughs> so today I just really, there's a lot of things I want to talk to Raymond about, but one of the main questions is uh, what it's like to be married to a breakaway rover. So in your first reaction, what is it like to be married to a breakaway rover? I'm not sure I should answer that. <laughs> Go ahead. It's been good. I think um, I think it's a great sport. I think uh, y'all have uh, deserved the opportunity to go where it's going. Uh, I think it will end up uh, in the main NFR within, you know, another year or so. But I think uh, the best thing about it, it gives uh, a breakaway roper a place to go after college and the amateurs. There was really no future in it after that. But now y'all have a future just like the guys do. Yeah, I agree. That was a good answer. Um, let's talk a little bit about the history of it. So for those of you who don't know, um, Raymond, like I said, made the finals seven times. Um, how many years did you rodeo? A long time, about 25. <laughs> <laughs> so he rode out for a long time. But he has a lot of history in the sport. And so, he, Raymond, tell me a little bit about your, you're a college rodeo coach right now for West Texas A&M. You have been a college rodeo coach at Tarleton. You have roped and rodeoed your whole life. So tell me a little bit about how you've seen breakaway roping evolve from when you started, you know, through college rodeo and then where it's at today. Well, first of all, I guess why I'm still involved in this, I love rodeo. I always will. I'll always be a supporter or do whatever I can to make rodeo continue to grow. Um, you don't ever think at this point in time that when you're doing this, rodeo will come to an end, but it but it does. Um, and I still like to be involved. Um, I like the coaching. Um we see a lot of kids come and go. Uh, you can tell right up front, really, uh, the ones that have a chance uh, to go on and take this to a different level. And it's not always about their ability. It's about their mind. Uh, some of them are just doing college. Just um, we'll do it while we're here. There's some really want to learn, really want to grow in the way they rope. And uh, 
I just, I like being a part of that. Um, I like kids to try to make the college finals, but I tell them all, I, I would really like to come watch you at the NFR one of these days. Um, and I've tried to, from the time I was at Tarleton to here, ever ever student I've been involved with that's made the NFR, I have gone and watched them. And uh, it's not because of me. It's just because I like to... I like to follow their journey through all this deal, and uh, if there's any way I can be there to help, you know, I'd like to be. So he's he's being a little humble right now, and he's he's still a little nervous. He's coming out of it. But tell me, you know, you had several women's and men's teams make it to the college national finals when you were at Tarleton, um, and you've had several while you were here at WT too. But you guys actually won the national championship, and I know that that team was special to you. And there was um, a lot of breakaway ropers and goat tires. So, what that group of girls? Let's talk a little bit about them. And and if you're listening, um, we won't name any names, maybe. But tell me a little bit about those girls. You know, when they showed up kind of a little bit about them and what they went through to get to where they won the women's championship at the college finals. Well, that group of girls is the best group of girls I've ever been around. Uh, they had a lot of worth work ethic. That's all they wanted to do was rope. Um, I remember several days it was too muddy to rope, but we did rope because they wanted to, um, you know, just, uh, Everybody needs help with their mind. Everybody can figure out how to do this in some form or fashion, but I think it's making them believe in their self. Everybody needs a support system, and uh, that's what I tried to be. I tried to pass on stuff that people had helped me with through the years that had made a difference in the way that I thought and looked at you know, your event, and that's still to this day what I try to do you know, to college students, at this point in time, you can tweak a thing here and now, but you can't completely change what a person does. But it's the mental deal that's going to either make or break you in the long run. And uh, that's that's what I've tried to help with. So you talk a lot about the mental deal, the mental aspect of the game, and I agree with you completely. So on a scale from 1 to 10, how mentally sound do you think breakaway ropers are? I'm not sure I should answer that, but uh, I think from what I've seen the last three years, they're getting a lot more mentally sound. I think that when this first started, um, I think they were into new territory that they uh, everybody was excited and let's go rodeo. And the last year or so, you find out that this is uh, this can be like a job, and it should be your job if that's what you're going to do, and so. It's uh, you've got to have a different outlook. You've got to have different goals. You've got to have a different mindset. And um, I've seen that, especially this year with y'all's event growing so much. There are so many women that are they're getting in a different place in their head and uh, it shows up in their roping. And uh, that's the biggest change I've seen over the last year compared to the two before. So talk to me a little bit about you, you know, you rodeoed for, I'm going to say 30 years, maybe longer than that, because you started when you were 13 years old. But from a, a mental perspective and standpoint, as a guy roping in the calf roping, what did your routine and your day look like from start to finish? And how did that, like mentally, 
how you went about it, do you see that still today? Do you see that that mental um, approach today in breakaway roping? Yes, I, th- I think it's getting a lot better. I know with myself, I had a routine that I did every day. I woke up thinking about roping. I went to bed thinking about roping. I didn't do a whole lot of stuff in between that time other than think about roping. And uh, you can overthink a lot of stuff, uh, but I had a lot of people help me through the years. Watching other people, I, th- I think, can be a big factor you know, watch people that are successful, what they do, what they do through the day, what they do at the rodeo. You know, everybody handles everything a little bit different, but I think you can learn a lot from people by just watching. And that's one thing I've noticed about the breakaway this year. I think a lot more people are looking at this. This is my livelihood. And they've so they've changed the way they're doing things. And instead of this is just you know, fun and games and let's go rope and we'll just see what happens. And that's the biggest thing I've seen this year in the growth of y'all sport that um, I think there's a, girls that are a lot more pre- mentally prepared, you know, for the task at hand. So in, in being mentally prepared, how do you think or what results did you have being mentally prepared and going about it, like what strategies, if, if there was somebody that said, okay, how, how do I get mentally prepared? What strategies do you have um, and ag- advice for those people that are wanting to be mentally prepared? Get help. Get help <laughs> from somebody that, you know, that knows what they're doing, that's been there and done that. Um, me personally, who you travel with has so much to do with your success and your outcome. Um, if usually if you're the best person in that rig, uh, that's sometimes not the place to be. Uh, I was lucky enough to get in with some guys that were older than me at the time that pulled me to a different level because I could see them do it. I wanted to do it. And, uh, that, that made a huge difference. Sometimes your best friend isn't always the best person to, to rodeo with, but you have to, you have to have a short-term memory and a one-track mind in this deal. And um, there's nothing about any event in rodeo that's ever going to be easy. And from year to year, there's always some new person comes in there that changes things a little bit. You have to be pretty open-minded, and you have to be willing to step up, you know, every every year and try something different. Try something new to add in to what you're already doing. And uh, I think it's, you know, as long as you rope, there will be something daily you always have to work on. It won't be a deal. You just get it, and that's good enough. Um, I remember Ernie Taylor, he helped me more than anybody when I was real young, and he won the world in 73 or something. And I think the next year he didn't make the finals, and he told me, he said, I, I thought I was too good to rope the dummy anymore. He said, I proved to myself that, you know, that wasn't the case. And I think that's the truth. You can't ever, you can't ever back off. You can't ever quit learning. You can't ever quit trying. Well, and I think too, I mean, I'm spoiled because I get you full time, but I've heard so many good stories that you've had throughout the years of guys that have helped you. And one of my favorites is when you rode in that plane with Monty Henson. So tell us, tell us all that story. 
Well, that's one plane ride I won't ever forget. Um, I was probably 20 or 21 years old, uh, real green. Um, I needed a ride on a plane from Greeley to Cody. And um, I didn't know those guys, but I'd been asking the time event guys. Nobody had one going over there, but Monty Henson and Bobby Brown did. I went and introduced myself and asked them if I could get a ride. And they let me go. And I ended up spending, I think, four days with them. And I learned more than those four days from two bronc riders than I ever did from any any timed event guy. But um, we were flying along there, and Monty, he asked me. He had won the world in the saddle bronc riding three or four times and was real outgoing, great, great guy. And he said, what is confidence? And I, I sat there for a minute, and I, I said, well, I guess believing in yourself, you know, telling yourself you can do this and everything well he just kept staring at me and he said son i'm gonna try to help your career he said uh, confidence is knowing what you're doing knowing everything about your event how you rope how your horse needs to work you know every detail of calf roping that you can learn and he said so if you know how you rope and all of this stuff why would you not have confidence well, I won't ever forget that as long as I live because that's the best thing that anybody ever told me because I didn't at that point. I just knew I could go fast, but I didn't know why everything worked and fit together like it did. And so I asked lots of questions. I went to trying to break my own stuff down, trying to figure out because there will be times, as you all know, you're going to go into a, a slump or or whatever the deal is, you're not winning. And nine out of 10 times, we want to probably try to blame it on something technical. Most of the time, that's not the case. We all try to change our rope or our swing or whatever the deal is. Most of the time, we create a bigger problem. And most of the time, it's mentally. And if you've broken your stuff down or had somebody do that, you know, you have a lot better idea of what's going on. And this day and time with with all the videos around, if you know enough about yourself, you ought to be able to watch those videos and say, well, I did this or I did that. And, you know, and help straighten yourself out, you know, a lot sooner. Well, and a couple of things I want to touch on there. I am so thankful. And we were even talking about this the other day. You have watched me rope, you know, I've, and I've told everybody I've started from the ground up, I tried to redo my stuff when I was, what, 23. And I'm the first day, I probably missed 95 and roped 96. But you've watched me rope so many times and so many halves for so many years that you know my roping in and out. And I am so thankful because there's been a lot of struggles and a lot of trying times throughout these past, well, not even the past three years. I mean, every year you do it. Every, every time you wrote, run one. You know, and then I've been so thankful that I've been able to call you and I'll even say, you'll, you know, you ask me some questions about it and you're like, well, what about this? What about that? What about this? So I would say for anybody listening that that is so invaluable to have. If you can have somebody that is on your side, number one, but number two, that knows you're roping that good, that when you're 1200 miles away and, you know, you're trying on different color underwear because nothing's worked yet. If you have somebody that you can call and walk through it and break it down with, I think that that is invaluable to have. But another thing that I want to talk about is 
you're talking about breaking it down and and knowing your stuff and knowing knowing your horses and all of that. So tell me, when you were rodeoing, what did you how? What was one of the best years of success that you had, and what do you think you attributed that to? I think the best year I had, and I don't even remember what year it was, but um, I won second to Roy Cooper for that year. Um, I actually traveled with Roy a lot that year. I learned more from Roy by watching him practice, watching him at the rodeos, than anything he ever told me. Um Roy, we were friends ever since we were kids, even though he was a little older than than me. But I fed off of, off of his success. And um, that's why I still go back all the time. It makes so much difference who you travel with. I don't believe that guys are quite as jealous as girls are. Um, I didn't ever look at anybody that I went with that I really wanted to beat. I just wanted to be where they were and be able to do what they did. Um, I know I've rodeoed forever with John Rothwell. I learned a lot from John. Uh, it wasn't so much what John ever said because John didn't talk very much, <laughs> but it was from watching John the way he, he, he conducted himself, the way he got ready, the way he prepared himself. It was the same every day. And uh, when you get a routine and you don't even have to remember from day to day what my routine is, you know what you're going to do. You know that that you're ready. Uh, you There's so much stuff in roping that you can control. And um, I think that we all want to throw that out the window sometimes and always blame it on something else. We can't control the draw. And, um, you know, the rest of it, it's, uh, there's a lot of things in our control, you know, that, that we all mess up and that we get to doing and in y'all sport, you cannot miss the barrier. That's just the number one thing. It doesn't matter if it's one head or 10 anymore. You cannot miss the barrier. You have to take the first throw that you can take. Sometimes that's not very good for a calf roper. We had the option of taking another swing or two if we needed to. We could miss a bear from three to six inches. I always thought in the calf roping you won from the saddle horn to the time you threw your hands up. Y'all don't have that option. You have to blow the barrier out. You have to take the throw. You can't be afraid to make a mistake if you're going to try to win in the game of breakaway. Mic drop. No, but that's so true. And and a couple things I want to say, you know, you've probably beat your head up against the wall because I will say that at this level of competition, I think it's completely new waters. I mean, we haven't as as women in the sport of rodeo, there hasn't been any association that is as big as the magnitude of the PRCA, the WPRA. Um, What this year they had 350 some rodeos approved in the breakaway rope and next year I'm sure there will be way more. So it's, it's an all time all year job and there's not a downtime anymore. And so I think a lot of us are just speaking personally. I've had to learn how to be a competitor and not a competitor that like goes on the weekend, not, not a weekend warrior. I've had to learn how to be a competitor and I've been humbled several times. And I'm sure I remember one time this summer, 
after I got home, you said, yeah, I was listening to you. And I thought, did I used to say those things? And so you have been, and that's been so helpful to me because you've been already where I'm going. And I'm sure you see me make these mistakes and you're like, I, I'm just going to let you make these mistakes. But what on the, on the perspective side of it, you know, one thing that I think I've heard, but I didn't really truly understand until the last two years was you have to learn how to lose before you can win. And I think that's something that I've been very humbled in. Not that I'm saying I've lost over and over again, but I haven't really accomplished the goals that I wanted to yet. And so I think that there's been a lot of girls, especially this year we've seen at the NFR, there's a whole different group. Every year there's been a whole different group. And that's how tough breakaway roping is. And just like all the things you were saying, you know, the draw, the score, your rope, your the barrier, all the things, your horse. Um what are some of the things that you think watching from the outside in that you think we could do better to eliminate some of the headbanging moments and opportunities that we put ourselves through trying to learn how to be a competitor in a professional breakaway? I think you are just headbangers. <laughs> <laughs> and they, uh, I know you say stuff and not just you. I've heard other women say stuff all the time, I think. <laughs> How on God's green earth did they even come up with that? You know, a guy couldn't have thought of some of that stuff. You know, if it, well, we're better off. And <laughs> this, you, the reason a person practice is to get a routine, to get a pattern. Then when you leave that practice pen and go to the rodeo, you have to rely, rely on reactions. Um, I know you yourself. I know a lot of other girls I've talked to. They're backing in the box thinking I've got to do this or I've got to do that. There's very little thinking can be done in two seconds or less. You don't have time to think. You have to remind yourself of the start. You have to trust your preparation. And, you know, and you've, you've got to have full faith in what you've done at home will carry over. Um, me personally, and I'm probably going to get a lot of hate mail over this, but I think <laughs> I I think that y'all need a rodeo count. And I know as of right now, I know that y'all are trying to build your rodeos. I know they're going to, you know, come up with a lot more rodeos. But y'all have no time, no downtime now. Y'all pretty much, if you're going to try to make y'all's NFR, you've got to go to everywhere. Um the reason they put that in to start with was where no matter if you had money or you didn't have money, you had the, everybody had the same amount of rodeos. And so everybody, it was kind of level the playing field out right there. But you did have a little downtime. You didn't feel like you had to be at every function they had because you just had X amount of rodeos you had to go to. The way y'all are having to do it now, back and forth across the world on a plane two or three times a week, you know, there there's no downtime anymore. There's, uh, it, it's hard, um, you know, and so I think if they put a rodeo count in there eventually, you know, it would help all situations. And, um, you know, I, I, I do think breakaway is a, is a great sport. And first of all, they needed another women's event. And as you know, because I went with you year before last, we went to several places in different states that I thought Texas was going to dominate this deal. Uh, 
there's girls all over this United States I had never seen before that can rope mm -hmm. and that have having the ability to do it. And I think that is great, you know, and through the college rodeos that I've been involved with in the Southwest region, we've been averaging about 210 breakaway ropers at every rodeo. And so y'all sport, it's going to continue to grow. And uh, there's there's nothing but good stuff to you know to come for y'all. Well, and and I I agree a hundred percent. And I think that just this last year, I mean, the numbers have not dropped off. They've continued to increase. And just like you know, some of the questions I'd ask you guys when you're a rodeo and how how long did you guys go and what was your strategy, what was your plan, and you're like, yeah, if, if you weren't doing good after Cheyenne, you went home, you know, but. There's so many girls that won so much money. Like, shoot, even after Cheyenne, there was rodeos paying six, seven thousand a pop. And so you had one good week, you were right back in there, you know. And so it, it, the numbers never dropped off. And I think they're continuing to grow. I think the membership is going to continue to grow. And when we get a solid, you know, game plan at the end of this tunnel and we know, hey, you're Thomas and Mac or wherever the NFR is bound, you know, there's no telling how many numbers we'll get. But one thing I want to ask you about, and you've seen me do it, and, and I think other people do it as well, like, you talked a little bit about, you know, your preparation, having confidence in it, and I think that's one of the biggest things that I've struggled with and I see other girls struggling with is, you know, having that confidence, and you talk about, you know, knowing your run, okay? So, I think there's a lot of different ways to rope a breakaway calf. And I think that that's evolved in the last two years, whereas it used to be there was kind of one style that everybody kind of tried to mimic and, and pursue. But now, I mean, there are some girls that swing straight up in the air and then they're launching it in their one flat, you know. And so how would you would you give advice to somebody and say, how do you maintain your style of roping when it's going good, when it's going bad, when it's not going at all? You know, was that something you guys dealt with in the tie-down roping at all, and, and how did you conquer that? Yeah, we, we dealt with it, but like in our event, a horse makes so much difference, and it does in y'all's event too. But um, you've, you've got to believe in what you do, and they used to tell me all the time, results will tell the tale. Look through the results. If your name's not in there, you're not doing something right. You know, and so... I think that that's where dealing dealing with college students and stuff um a lot of them don't don't have any confidence and so they just try to copy somebody well then that doesn't work and uh, you know you've you've got to prepare yourself however whatever your style is but you've got to be able to be honest with yourself to start with you've got to ask yourself and be able to critique yourself without beating yourself apart and say, you know, is what I'm doing working or do I need to change something? A lot of people, I think they can't critique themselves. They feel like they're beating themselves up. Well, you're the one wanting to do good. And so if you can't analyze yourself and break down and look at these videos and say, look, I have to change this to have success, you're just trying to help yourself instead of beating yourself down. I do think after a while, we can all go to every rig in the parking lot and ask, say, did you see me rope? And, and you'll get a hundred different opinions. And by the time you get back to your rig, you're screwed up as Hogan's goat. 
you know, don't don't do that. We we've all done that. Go to somebody that knows how you rope, that you trust, and that you trust that's going to tell you the truth. You know, we can all pat everybody on the back and say, "Well, the calf wasn't even good" or whatever. Really, that does you no good. I don't want somebody doing me that way. I want them to tell me you have to do this better or you've got to change that because if I want to win, that's what I'm going to have to do. And I think you are the same way. And uh, go to somebody you trust, stay with what you know, and you know, you've know you got to trust in what you're doing is good enough. And if it's not, you got to be willing to change. Hey guys, it's Jordan Joe. If you haven't already, go check out our new website, thebreakawayropingpodcast.com. There's all sorts of cool stuff going on over there. Sign up for our newsletter, get our text message alerts. And also, I want to know what you guys want to talk about. I want to know who you want to hear from. And I want to know all things breakaway roping. So let us know how we're doing. We appreciate your reviews. Go follow us on all social media channels. And also, be sure to stay tuned for our second annual NFR Breakaway Roping Series. There is some great content coming up, y'all. Some new girls, some returning girls, and we talk about all things breakaway roping on there. So I'm really excited about that. November 11th, mark your calendars. I can't wait to catch up with you then. Now let's get back to the show. Well, and I think that that just ties into what we're talking about, about having somebody there that knows the way you rope and or a group of friends. You know, I've learned as I've gotten older, your your friend circle is something that is very um, small and it's got to be they tr- they you trust them and they know how you rope, you know, because if they don't really know how you rope, it really doesn't do any good to ask some people. And so a lot of the things that you and I've worked on and, and I want to touch on this is I've I've really struggled with just some of the things in my past and everything. Criticism, not even bad criticism. I'm going to say good criticism because I have I have for a long time identified with my roping and my performance. And so if it went, it was like a roller coaster. And, you you know, you're probably thinking, oh, Lord, she, she asked me this question. But it, it's the truth. You know, it's a roller coaster because when it went good, it was great. And when it went bad, it was like terrible. And I think that's something that a lot of other girls go through or, or struggle with. And if that's one thing that you really try to help me, which <laughs> you've, you've been a good man, bless your heart, but try to help me and, and learn how to have that mindset. Because I think it's a, it's, or maybe I'm just speaking for myself. It's natural to associate your self worth with your performance, and so you've seen me go through this. What are what are some of the ways you thought that went well, and some of the ways you thought maybe could have went better if you were going to tell and help somebody else through this, where they didn't have to, they could basically leapfrog this jump and and get ahead of the game. First of all, roping isn't your identity. I think men and women both, when they get into this, they think that you're, you know, if you rope good and you win, you end up with more friends and all this stuff. Well, that's true while you're winning, but that's not who you are. You've got to stick with the person that you are and that you want to be. Roping will always be a work in progress. No matter how long you do this, you're always going to have to work on it. It's not ever going to be easy. Um, you know, just like I've told you, you were the one who told me that you wanted to do this. I will back you and I will support you. But if you're going to do this, being you told me that, I want you to give 100% of your effort to it. You know, and if you're 
they've got different places. If you're this rodeo on the way y'all are and professionally, it's not for everybody. Everybody thinks this is a great idea till you get into it. There's lots of hard times with this. The mentally tough survive, but you can't beat yourself up. There's going to be stuff go wrong. You've always got to be able to be willing to work on your stuff to make it better. But you can't identify yourself with failing or whatever. You know, that's that's who I am because that's not who I look at you as. That's not who I look at anybody else as, you know, and roping is just something they do. And I think that once you can get that through your head, I think it eases a lot of pressure up on your on yourself. You know, be yourself. Put into your rope and what you want to put into it. But we've all heard the saying, you're going to get out of it what you put into. And that's that's another big change I've seen the last couple of years, you know, because I've heard girls tell me, well, I practice and I still can't win. Well, everybody practices anymore. I don't, I haven't ever judged the way practice went today on what my results tomorrow can be. And if you're doing that, I think you're barking up the wrong tree. You know, practice isn't about time to me. It's about learning what you can do, learning how I need to ride my horse. Y'all's event, a horse is a big factor. You have to know about your horse. You have to know how to score him. You know, have to know how to ride him to keep them going and y'all are figuring this out 300 rodeos a year you don't get to practice very much so you've got to be able to keep all this stuff lined out yourself and uh, that's why i say it's not for everybody because uh, you're you're gonna you're gonna lose as much as you win and nobody wants to accept being a loser and i don't think you should accept it but you have to be able to deal with it and have a short-term memory and go until tomorrow I think that's very well said. And some of the things, too, that I think are that I've seen and and I've tried to watch a lot of guys that rope and and study them that y'all do that well. You know, like there's I saw somebody that I knew, you know, didn't do any good the day before. And somebody asked him how I did. And he was like, no, no good. And just walked off and and didn't let that affect him or anything. You know, and I've seen a lot of girls and even myself in the past. How it go? Oh, Lord. Well, you know, the calf did this and my horse did this and then my loop did this. And then you can tell that other person is definitely zoned out, not even listening. So I think that that's something that I've tried to watch. Like you said, watch those other people who have done it good in the past or, or in the present even and try to um, mirror what they're doing. But what are some things, you know, you've been you've been to rodeos yourself. You've watched us. You've been with me a lot throughout the past three years. What are some things that you think breakaway ropers do good? And what are some things that you think we could do better? Uh, do good? <laughs> <laughs> He's being politically correct. No, I've, I've, I think y'all have done a lot of stuff good. I, th- I think this year from what I've seen, first of all, it's not that y'all have to serve your time to get into the PRCA, but committees and stuff have to be willing to accept y'all's event. Well, that's proven itself over and over from all the places, from Houston to San Antonio, Fort Worth, you know, Cheyenne started at all these places. So all these places are following suit. And so you're doing something, something right. And so they, um, 
they see that it's a good event. And honestly, I think they're at first, they had to make sure this wasn't going to be a train wreck. And y'all have proved yourself over and over and over, no matter whether you're someplace in Oregon or someplace in South Texas, there's girls everywhere that can rope. And so that's, that's proven it itself. Uh, I think for right now, from I still know a lot of people on those committees, and I've asked them what they've thought. I've asked judges what they thought. Just sometimes a simple thank you right now for having us. That goes a long way when it comes to next year. They're going to say, well, these girls appreciated us, so they deserve more money, you know, and stuff like that. And I know every place there's not enough stalls, there's not enough parking, Sometimes you just have to deal with that stuff. You know, that's just, just rodeo. It's, it's always going to be that way, but just tell them, thank you, you know, for having our event. I think that's going to go as far as anything that, that you can do because y'all, y'all's event is growing. That's a proven fact. It's not going to quit growing, you know? So I think it's the way that you conduct yourself in and out of the arena, you know, now is, um, is you know gonna gonna tell the tale and i I agree with you 100 percent. and i think a lot of it you know i've tried to do the same thing you do i've asked questions and pick people's brains and and all those things and some of the things i've heard too is just you know they've applauded us thank you for saying thank you when you take your robe off being professional looking looking the part you know dressing up like a cowgirl when you're behind the box watching watching the start um you know, getting in and out of the arena. And and I know that's something that the box is a touchy issue. You know, we've had anywhere from 30 seconds to, to 45 seconds. But, you know, we're, we're in the spotlight right now. And so I somebody told me the other day, they're like, don't even give them an inkling of a doubt that you want to, you know, you're not going to be any less than professional. You're not going to do any less than their expectations. You're going to do more than their expectations. And I thought that was that was a good way to put it. But I'm going to ask you, I ask everybody on my podcast, Raymond, which we will have more. There's, there's lots more of these to come from, from, I'm going to call it the hullabah. I don't know what yet, but Raymond will be back. But if you had to go back and tell your younger self something, what would it be and why? Don't take any day for granted because this, this will come to an end. And what really aggravates me now, I I had a I had a good career. Am I satisfied with it now? No, because I could have done a lot more. And at the time you're doing this, sometimes you don't you don't see that till it's gone and you've been able to sit down and relive some of it. But um I I practiced all the time. That's all I wanted to, to do was rope. But there's a difference between just going out there to say you ran them and to practice, you know, right. And being jar on a professional level now, it really makes a difference. Every time you go that practice pen, you ought to have something you're going to work on for that day. And um, if you feel like you made that deal better, I don't care if you roped them all in 20 but you, whatever you went to work on, if you think was better, I think you had a successful day. And so, you know, just don't don't take for granted it will come to an end. You know, enjoy everything about it. If if you hate rodeoing or hate roping, it's always going to show up in your performance. If you're happy to be there and you love this stuff, most of the time that's going to show up in your performance. And so... 
you know, you, you've got to love this insane thing that we do anyway to do it because it's not always about the money. And so, uh, that would, that would be my advice. I think that's well, great advice. So Raymond, thanks for coming to the show today and we will, we will have you back. Aren't you excited? Yes. Uh, Thank you for having me, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us on In the Loop Breakaway Roping Podcast. I truly appreciate all of your loyal support. Don't forget to leave me a review, share this episode with a friend, and if you have any questions, I want to hear from you. Email me at jordan at thebreakawayropingpodcast.com. Go check us out, sign up for our newsletter, get our email alerts, text alerts, and all things breakaway roping. I appreciate you guys, and I'll see you down the road.